My first year of teaching, I was petrified. <laughs> I built some relationships, but not enough, not enough. But as I continued on in the profession, things got better. I learned more. I looked at what other educators were doing. I, I learned from them. You know, I talked to, to them also and, you know, build up my own repertoire of, of how to go about doing things. Welcome to School Me, the podcast series for new and early career educators from the National Education Association. I'm your host, Renee Carter. In this episode, we sit down with Java Robinson, a second grade teacher from Montgomery County, Maryland, to talk about forming positive relationships with students and parents. With 25 years in the classroom, Java shares a few of her tried and true techniques. Java, thanks for being here with us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you teach. So I'm a second grade teacher in Montgomery County, Maryland. I've been teaching for 25 years, and this is my third state. Um, I've taught several grades, second, third, fifth. So no matter what grade, though, building positive relationships is really, really important and essential to learning. What's your secret, or do you have some tips that you can share with early career educators? So as you say, building relationships is extremely important. So I make a point of getting to know all my students on a personal level. And so that means I share with them personally about me and then find out personally about them. I take great interest in their lives and it could involve even sometimes seeing them outside the classroom. So maybe visiting a sporting event or anything that I know my students will be at. So the first day of school, how would you set the tone for beginning the school year with good relationships? Being that I teach second graders, it's actually, well, sort of easy and sort of not. First of all, they're terrified coming to see a new teacher. I always greet them with a big smile and a hug. I let them know it's okay to be here with a new teacher. I let them know that I'm here to support them and to, you know, be with them for the entire year. I would imagine that honesty in any relationship, of course, is, is important. And what about honesty between your students and honesty with parents in terms of building relationships? Oh, absolutely. So my students know if I make a mistake, they are free to call me on it. Because I'm like, see, Mrs. Robinson isn't perfect. And they appreciate that. And um, by the end of the year, it becomes like a joke. You know, it's, it's our thing. Oh, Mrs. Robinson messed up, you know? So whereas I'm not perfect, they understand that they will also make mistakes. No one is perfect, but we will work together. And so when they see that I'm honest about that, you know, and even if they don't catch it, I'll say, oops, I made a mistake. They appreciate that relationship. And I always try to have good relationships with my parents as well. So even if um, one of my students do something inappropriate or whatever it is, I'll have that conversation with them. If I have to write an email to a parent, the child is with me and I say, well, take a look at it. Is there anything you would like me to change? If you feel I have 
not put, you know, whatever things correctly, they generally, because we talk about it, they're like, nope, you got it. <laughs> That's what I did. And then I'll send it. And I'll let the parents know, your child was here with me. Just want you to have a conversation. So they see that I'm not going to just be out to get them. At the same token, if they do something great, same thing. I said, okay, did I capture everything? Do you want me to add anything to this? And then that goes off to the parents. So they're seeing it both ways. You know, I'm not always just communicating with their parents when they do something wrong. But I'm also, they see that I'm very honest about it. And they get input into those um, communications. And your student agrees with my account of it. Yes, absolutely. What about, you mentioned earlier, attending extracurricular activities as a way of building relationships. Have you found that that works well for you? And maybe it's something you advise new teachers to to try to do? Absolutely. So if you um, can, and sometimes it's not feasible. It just so happens I do work at my homeschool, so I live in the community. And so when the students tell me about an event that they're having, a sporting event or a dance or something, I will secretly get more information from them. (laughs) And what I never do is is tell them I'm coming because what I don't want to happen is to promise a child something and then not be able to deliver. When I do show up, they're beside themselves. (laughs) It's, It's great for them to see me outside of the classroom, first of all, They still think I live at school. (laughs) And, um, you know, so it's great for them to see me in a different setting and for me to to support them. They really appreciate that support and lets them know that I do have an interest in their lives. For a variety of reasons, some parents may not be as engaged or as involved as an educator would like. What advice would you give for a new teacher or a new educator who is encountering a parent who is not as engaged as they would like? Here is what I want to caution new educators, to put their biases aside and not be judgmental. Because one of the issues I have is having worked in Title I schools for half of my career, is that's always been the complaint, that the parents are not engaged, that they, you know, they're not involved with their child's education. But what I caution is, before you make those judgments, get to know the parents, get to know their circumstances, because what you might find out is that parent is working two or three jobs, and by the time they get home, they're exhausted, They don't have the energy. I mean, they just want to feed their kids, get them to bed. They don't have much more to give. And because of that, they can't get into the classes because they can't afford to take off work. So to be very careful when we make those judgment statements that they're not involved. And and we find that a lot in the Title I schools, in the inner city schools. The parents work really hard, and they love their children. They care about them, you know. So you have to find other ways to engage them. Coming up, Java shares one of her favorite ways to build relationships with her students, and it involves lunch. Thanks for listening to School Me, and a quick thank you to all the NEA members listening. 
If you're not yet an NEA member, visit nea.org slash whyjoin to learn about member benefits. And now, back to Java Robinson and School Me. Sometimes despite your best efforts, I'm guessing, you don't form a good relationship or you're not able to form a good relationship with a child. Do you talk to previous teachers of that child? What do you do when you think you've tried everything in your bag of tricks? So you already started with, yes, talk to previous teachers. I also get the counselor involved. I get the parents involved. You know, I talk to them, okay, what's going on at home? What's, what do you think is, is happening? I do try lunch bunches. The kids love lunch bunches. <laughs> so describe a lunch bunch. A lunch bunch, okay. So basically, um, instead of eating in the cafeteria, the students will eat with me. They could bring a friend or as many friends as they want to. I tend not to limit them until it gets way too much. And they basically eat in the classroom with me. And we just talk. We talk about anything. And it's not about schoolwork. Doesn't have to be, but it's, it's they lead the discussion. So sometimes they do want to talk about schoolwork, whatever they want to talk about, as long as it is clean <laughs> and they're not saying anything inappropriate. I let them talk. It's amazing what comes out of the mouth of children. So Java, it's really important for new educators to go into these relationships or to start to build relationships with open minds, with parents with open minds. Absolutely, absolutely. What I've also found is many parents, because depending where they're from, they may not have had good experiences in schools. And so they tend to stay away. They tend to not want to get involved. We have to work that more at it, but it's really building that communication with them, calling them, sending them little notes, really let them know what's happening in the classroom, what's going on with their child, and not just for all the negative behaviors, but really focusing on those positives and just, you know, and that will kind of help to, one, ease their minds and get them to feel more comfortable. So school might not be intimidating for just the students, but sometimes for the parents as well. Absolutely. And especially from parents from other countries, the system here is very intimidating. I worked, again, for my career in Title I, and with a huge ESOL population um, at some of my schools. And, you know, so I had parents who never had education themselves because of where they're coming from. So they also culturally believe, you know, the teachers are, how do we say, the stars, you know, the, the end all and be all. So, and not approachable. or Exactly. So whatever the teacher says goes and they don't understand that, you know, we do need them to come in. They don't know how to support their child. And so you have to teach them, well, here's some of the things you can do. Here's some of the things you can do outside the classroom. Here's the things you could do inside the classroom. But they, they need that training. And so you just, again, have to be welcoming and train them. It's team building, team building with the student and team building with the parents, getting everybody in, on the team to feel a part. Absolutely, absolutely. 
So more than 20 years of uh, being in the classroom, have you found that these relationships get any easier? Relationship building with parents, relationship building with, with, with students. I would imagine it's challenging when you first start. Can you encourage new educators that it gets better with time? Oh, it absolutely does. My first year of teaching, I was petrified. <laughs> and I built some relationships, but not enough, not enough. But as I continued on in the profession, things got better. I learned more. I looked at what other educators were doing. I learned from them. You know, I talked to, to them also and, you know, build up my own repertoire of, of how to go about doing things. What makes you keep coming back year after year? My kids make me come back year after year after year. The love notes that I get, all the time. Even the ones who are no longer in my classroom, I still get those little love notes um, that I post all around the room. When they come back and visit and they tell me, you know, especially a child who was struggling, who needed to have an IEP and, you know, made little gains, but then when they come back, it was like, we celebrate together how much they, are, they have continued to progress. Just, just my kids, the relationships that I build with them, and we joke about it because, you know, whenever something happens that makes me sad and then they'll, they'll do something, I'm like, this is why I stay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of School Me. And be sure to download the NEA Today app for NEA's member magazines and the latest education advice tips and news.